You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Vegas. It's rock. It's dogs. It's Vegas Rock Dog Radio. A rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. Stand by for great guests and cool advice. All in one rocking hour. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. That's 702-483-4444. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. Hello, everyone. I am Sam. I am the queen of rock and roll dogs, and you are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. It's a rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. And uh, I'm live today from Las Vegas, and... uh, I'm going to talk about quite a few different things on the show today. It's just going to be me, no guests. Tried to get our photographer friend to uh, Skype in, but she's busy. So so it's just me and it's Chris. And we're going to talk a lot about dogs and what's in the news and uh, other good information. The weather is absolutely spectacular in Vegas, isn't it, Chris? We live for these days. A day you can sit out and have a coffee without frying up. (laughs) It's just lovely. It's great for our pets, too, because uh, walks get a lot shorter in summer when you live in Las Vegas. And um, so this time of year is just great to be out and about. And uh, it's that time of year where there are plenty of pet events happening in fact it's difficult i think there are six today it's difficult to get to them all because you know there are only so many saturdays in october and november and uh, and december so uh, i know a very popular one today and unfortunately i will not be able to make it over there is family fur and fun and uh, it's at the park over at mountain's edge which is off blue diamond and uh, it's a really really nice event but i won't be able to make it there so Everyone that I know that's going, enjoy yourself. And I think it's until 3, p- 3 p.m. I think it starts at 10, closes at 3. Take your dogs out there. Take your kids out there. I think they've got, oh, I think they've got a costume competition happening. So uh, dress them up. It's the season. It is the season for, dr- for, for dressing yourself up and your dogs. So, Chris, do you decorate your house for, for Halloween? No. I don't normally, but since I just did that um jerry jones spider tour and we had a big giant spider that's hanging off my front tree so <laughs> that's the extent of my halloween do you carve pumpkins you see I, i've never put carved a pumpkin in my life you love it oh you see because he's got kids you see that i think that makes a big difference when you've got babies even before kids, <laughs> even before kids. <laughs> i saw a tutorial online how to carve pumpkins using a drill to start off all the holes and everything i thought that was pretty genius so um, I don't know. Let's see if I can uh, persuade Jim to participate in a bit of pumpkin carving. But um, we don't, I, I mean, we do, in England, we do dress up and go out on Halloween, but it's not to the extent that people do here, you know, where people celebrate all month. I mean, you go to Target and you can redecorate your bathroom with pumpkin <laughs> styled towels <laughs> and shower curtains you know very thematic but we don't go to that extent but we certainly love um a halloween do you do you like to do um do you like to always dress up like gory or do you like to do gore? you like the gore yeah my you know my my best friend and her kids oh my gosh the gorier 
the better. I saw their, their masks last night. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. So I'll post a picture of them because they're just spectacular. And my friend has twin girls and they love blood, guts and gore, the six. <laughs> I think it's their favorite holiday over everything else. And they love Star Wars too. But um, it's funny how some people like to go for the gore. Some people like to go for the funny stuff. And some people just want to look cute and sexy. <laughs> sexy witch, sexy ghost, sexy nurse, you know. But uh, I think the last time I dressed up, I was Frankenstein's bride with a whole toilet roll in my hair to make it look giant size, like hidden inside. It was horrible. My neck hurt so bad the next day. And my husband went as Wonder Woman. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Having Knowing Jim, yeah, is that not a departure? Let me tell you, look fantastic in that Wonder Woman outfit. Made it all for him from scratch. I'll pull that photo up too and we'll put that out as well. I've been a pow powder puff girl. Uh, but so I haven't dressed up in a really long time. Oh, Morticia. I like to do a whole Morticia thing. My black hair kind of plays into that, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so there's plenty of uh, Halloween competitions going on. And there's a really fun one going on online with Barking Dogs, one of our sponsors, Barking Dogs of Las Vegas, BarkingDogsLV.com. And just find them on Facebook because w what you do is you just upload your um, Halloween photo of your pet. And they're going to pick a winner. And there's, there's a gift certificate in the works there for the winner. So, um, yeah, get them entered. I, I've yet to figure out a costume. Uh, Thornton always goes as a, we call them ladybirds, you call them ladybugs, but she looks adorable in it. Galaxy goes as a banana split. <laughs> Mr. Twix has not got an outfit yet, so we'll figure one out for him. He's very mischievous, so um, I'm sure it's going to be like a little devil or something like that. So, But yeah, look for those contests. You'll be surprised at the prizes that are given away online. I mean, a lot of people just think the chances are not very good, but there are so many contests. And I do, I know tons and tons of pet bloggers um, like myself who are giving away some incredible prizes. So, you know, don't think, oh, my chances are slim. Enter them. You'll be amazed at what you'll win on these contests. And there's plenty going on. And if you actually want to find out what some of these um, bloggers are, pet bloggers, just search pet bloggers. You'll find them, or dog bloggers, and you'll find them, or cat bloggers, and uh, enter their contests. And um, in the break, if I can find a couple online on the break, I will tell you who they are. So, um, so this, yeah, Halloween, yeah, it's come up real fast. I noticed that they had Christmas, um, Christmas decorations at Target. I'm like, oh, stop rushing me, stop it. I <laughs> just, just let me enjoy the season. So, uh, yeah, they, they're rushing us towards the end of the year pretty quickly. So, let's tell you how you're going to find us online. And our website is VegasRockDogRadio.com. That's the hub for the show. It's going to show you past guests. It's going to show you photographs. Uh, you'll be able to listen to archive shows. There's all the links for our social media if you'd like to be a sponsor. And remember, being a sponsor means that you get to help the Hot Diggity Docks and Rescue. So I take a portion of, of that and place it up at one of the vets to help the rescue. So uh, your sponsorship goes beyond you getting, adverti getting advertising. You actually will be helping rescue. And you stream. We are streaming live. I'll give you a little wave. And um, that's Ustream.tv. The channel is Vegas Rock Dog Radio. And uh, you can uh, watch us there. If not then you just need to listen through VegasAllNetRadio.com and we're part of Lotus Broadcasting. So pretty easy to find us on the internet. Facebook is Vegas Rock Dog Radio. I'm going to post some very, very funny videos of a Boston Terrier. I'm sure it's a Boston. I don't think it's a French. I think it's a Boston Terrier. 
some of the funniest dog videos I've I've ever seen. I was howling last night. <laughs> howling, a little pun on words there, a little play on words. Uh, but I'm going to post those because uh, on the page, very, very funny. And uh, people need a good laugh because with all the serious news that's been on TV recently with Ebola and the pets and all this stuff. And we're going to talk about that too. So that's our Facebook, which is Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Our Twitter account is Vegas Rock Dog Show. No W on the end. Our call-in number, 702 483 4444. If you're in Vegas, make sure you still dial 702. And as I said, you're listening live, and uh, that's VegasAllNetRadio.com. Instagram, Vegas Rock Dog. And uh, if you want to pick up rock and roll clothing, it is VegasRockDog.com. Our blog, TheRockAndRollDog.com. That's where you're going to read a lot of reviews, giveaways, learn a little bit more about our, our guests that come on the show, and uh, pretty much anything else that's fun and interesting and google plus you'll find me over there under the name sam ratcliffe that's with a t two f's and an e and um i haven't joined anything else yet (laughs) but you never know you never know what's coming up next so let me tell you about the tip of the week lots of information when it comes to tip of the week and um i learned this recently through my vet dr stephanopoulos which is not Dr. Stephanopoulos. It's, I always say that, Dr. Stephanatos. It rolls off the tongue easier, though, when you say Stephanopoulos. <laughs> Dr. Stephanatos here in town. She is a holistic vet. She does Eastern and Western uh, medicine. She believes um, wholeheartedly in preventative uh, preventative medicine and, you know, basically doing things in your life for you and your pet that will eliminate some risks down the road. So actually one of the things she said to me, she says, you know, the number one thing that you've done that has really kept your dog healthy is to keep her at a healthy weight. And um, I think it's pretty easy uh, to allow your dog to put weight on if you give them far more treats than they deserve (laughs) or need. And um, or you get, or you actually don't measure their food, or say for example you switch their food and you don't realize there's more calories in that half cup portion. That's something you need to think about. Um, but it's very easy for them to put weight on, and uh, half a pound or a pound can make a big difference in their health um, and on their joints. So it was. Uh, she said it's the number one thing you've done is, is keep keep their weight, her weight consistent, which our dogs are very consistent. They, in nine years, I don't think, she, I think her weight maybe have changed by a pound, maybe, something like that. Um, and one of the things you can do is uh, substitute some of those treats, which are high in calories, I mean, really high in calories, a lot of them, um, for other, in quotes, treats that we may not think are treats, like chopped up carrots, but eventually they start to you know, see them as a high value treat when the other not so healthy treats disappear. So, um, so that's kind of led me down this tip of the week uh, path today to go green. And um, I have this information from my vet, but I also picked this up from Dogs Naturally magazine, great magazine. Um, and it says, I'm going to read to you what they have on their website here. Uh, dogs spend a lot of time eating grass, and a lot of people wonder why they do that. Often, after they've eaten grass, they throw up. <laughs> In your house, on your rugs, <laughs> or on your bed. That happens a lot. Uh, and although grass is a green plant that dogs have easy access to, um, it's really only for, you know, being, being a lawn, really. It's not a great food source. Um, yet, a lot of dogs love to eat grass. Um, do they somehow know that chlorophyll, 
found in grass as a multitude of important health benefits. But the problem is dogs can't digest grass well enough to benefit from its chlorophyll. And uh, if if they were, well, I don't know, some dogs can do this, but if they can open the fridge door, (laughs) they'd probably pull out a bunch of broccoli or kale instead, knowing that it's really good for them. Um, I started my three on um, kale. I thought this might be a challenge. Let's see if they like this. They love kale. What I did with mine was I sauteed it a little bit just to soften it up, chopped it up. They thought it was they thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. Not that they ever eat sliced bread, but um, so they I was surprised how much they really, really liked it. So here are your benefits of chlorophyll. Not chloroform, by the way, because I know some people are going to mistake mistake the two. It's chlorophyll. Uh, chlorophyll is a green pigment found in just about all plants and algae, and it's extremely important compound in photosynthesis, for it actually allows plants to absorb energy from light. A marvelous and amazing fact is that the molecular structure we're getting getting deep here, you know, this morning of chlorophyll is almost identical to hemoglobin which is found in red blood cells. Hemoglobin and chlorophyll are identical except for one atom. You're getting getting a whole biology, science, chemistry lesson this morning here today. And um, it is responsible for carrying oxygen to all of your dog's organs and cells. Um, The hemoglobin in your dog's blood has iron as the central uh, molecule, while the chlorophyll in plants has magnesium as the central molecule. So, I mean, just that alone is, you know, delivering oxygen uh, to the organs and cells. You know, if you can improve upon that, then you would add chlorophyll into the um, into their diets. So that's just one plus straight away. Uh, when they eat chlorophyll, they'll actually, it actually helps in building um, the health of their blood, healthy blood. And um, that's because the chlorophyll will help replenish their red blood cells. So this is something that people can do straight away. Definitely check with your vet um, when you do this. And if your vet's not, um, doesn't specialize in nutrition, then find someone who does because um, it's really worth having someone you can go to for these type of things and get your pets on the right track nutritionally. Um, There's a lot to learn. We've come a long, long way in nutrition, a long way in nutrition. We've gone beyond table scraps, trust me. And it's definitely worth reading up. If you would do it for yourself, why wouldn't you do it for your dogs and your cats? So what chlorophyll also does does is it helps you to to cleanse the cells of the body, it fights infection, heals wounds, uh, builds the immune system and detoxifies all systems, particularly the liver and the digestive system. It also promotes digestive health, which is why many dogs with acute digestive problems tend to go for the grass. So that could be one reason. And like we were saying, the grass is not going to be the solution. So that's something you can keep an eye out on. Uh, most domestic dogs can't open the fridge and take out spinach, <laughs> broccoli, asparagus, peas, kale, parsley and beans and these are rich in digestible chlorophyll uh the grass they choose as a last resort comes out looking the way it went in (laughs) it's true it's true you you don't need to see that so uh many of our canine friends can also benefit from chlorophyll's double action in both treating and preventing bad breath and this is why my vet talked about this because um Galaxy has gone in to get her teeth cleaned with the um, sedation dentistry. So th- this was just a an aftercare, well, kind of an aftercare and then a, you know, something you c- need to continue to do for her teeth. Where was I going with it? Bad breath. Yeah, so chlorophyll can eliminate odors in the mouth. It also improves digestion, the most likely cause of bad breath in dogs with healthy teeth and gums. So chlorophyll can increase oxygen utilization within the pet's body. 
It also breaks down calcium, oxalate stones in the bladder. Importantly, chlorophyll reduces the ability of our carcinogens to bind with DNA in the liver and other organs. So as you can see, tons and tons of benefits um, to chlorophyll um, in your pet's diet. Um, There was a study published in Carcinogenesis, clearly shows that chlorophyll blocks pro-carcinogens. Carcinogens are cancer-causing, um, what's my word, toxins, <laughs> and stuff you eat. And something that dogs ingest, like from toys and stuff like that, can also cause that too. So you have to be really careful. And some uh, medications. So you've got to be really, really careful with this kind of stuff. So chlorophyll blocks these and... Um, and uh, and the damage to the DNA. The, the, the Linus Pauling Institute Cancer Chemo Protection Program has indicated that natural uh, chlorophyll in the diet offers cancer protection. Chlorophyll also binds to toxic heavy metals, eliminating from the body before they cause organ damage, such as kidney failure. So this, I mean, today's the day, go out and get some kale. I mean, right now, go get some kale because lots and lots of great benefits, um, preventative. And to, like, like the vet was saying to me, you know, if their if their bodies are running well, let's not why not have them running you know optimally by adding this in you know have everything functioning really really well at one hundred percent. So uh, this is one of those things that you can do in there. And um, dogs have the right idea when they eat grass, but the sad truth is they do this because they have no other source of fresh green plants. While dogs and cats get their chlorophyll from the intestines of their prey, oh yeah, they would do. That's usually what they go for first, isn't it? The stomach area. They also have a plethora of healthy wild plants to nibble on. Uh, but most domestic dogs can't open the fridge, can't take out the spinach and the broccoli and all that good stuff. And um, so, you know, this is something what you're going to do is like by adding this into their diet, you're going to do it for them. Um, and you can provide them with digestible, healthy and delicious treats containing chlorophyll. There's also supplementation. And of course, natural is always the best way. You know, and it's most natural source is always the easiest way. And uh, what you would do is just cut up some of the green vegetables that we have listed and so saute them lightly in butter. But I did not do that. I just put a little bit of water on mine and just soften them up. And um, you can add... Um, Oh, you can actually you can actually just leave it in in that state, or you can mulch the greens directly into your dog's food. Um, you can mix them with banana uh, yogurt or yogurt, as you say here, pumpkin, apple pieces, etc., and place them um, in hollow marrowed bones, toys, even ice cube trays for a yummy frozen treat. So that's a very easy way to get them in your dog's diet. Don't go over the top. Introduce them slowly. <laughs> Because with anything that you introduce, it has to be gradually brought to the diet so it doesn't uh, shock their system. Um, but sometimes with the kids, you have to sneak greens into your dog's diet. It's like trying to give them uh, medicine <laughs> wrapped in, you know, peanut butter. It never works. They always seem to know. And they said, che- we know cheese is always one of the good ones uh, to actually disguise some of these foods. But uh, check with your vet and your, your, or your pet dietitian, nutritionist before um, adding them in. Or just do a little bit more research online. But yes, I will post this uh, link online for you because I think uh, just a lot of people think that, you know, oh, dogs should only eat dog food, you know. And you need to, you do, do need to supplement with some really fresh, you know, ingredients. And that is, you know, your fruits and your veg. I uh, do coconut oil in my dog's diet as well. So um, start thinking a little differently. And can imagine how boring it is if you eat the same dog food every day, day in, day out, day in, day out. And that's something you should switch up to um, once in a while. So that is my tip of the day. It was a long tip of the day. And that is go green.
from Dogs Naturally magazine and put chlorophyll in your pet's diet. So there you go. I think we're going to take a break. Yeah, that was a long one. But I thought a worthwhile one because uh, the benefits are wonderful with that. And it's inexpensive to do it. So we're going to listen to some words from our sponsors and we'll be right back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. We'll be right back. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Here again, your host, the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. And we're back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And before the break, I mentioned our tip of the week, which was go green and add chlorophyll into your dog's diet by means, the easy means of uh, buying some extra kale, <laughs> some peas, um, you know, that dark green leafy type vegetable to be able to get that into your dog's diet to prevent um, cancer, to uh, improve the health of their blood, to help with their breath, you know, so all, all good things, good for their teeth too. So uh, pretty easy, you can chop it up, saute it and add it to their diet. And uh, my dogs really liked it. I was surprised. They sat there for more when there was no more. <laughs> so that's always a good test. And uh, it might be worth you eliminating. Although I think people have this like, this attachment to treats that, oh my gosh, if you don't give them a treat, they're going to think I'm really, really bad, you know, but replace them, replace them with chopped carrots. My dogs do blueberries. They like those. At first, when they tried to eat them, they didn't know how to hold them in the mouth because they're really small and roll around. But um, they, are na- they now believe a carrot is a great treat. So, uh, you know, it's a substitute. And you know what? It's a lot cheaper than uh, some of the treats uh, that are out there. So um, it might be something you want to consider to get them running Oh, I wonder what that... What, it was like a wind blowing through <laughs> the studio. It was like a tornado. Um, <laughs> I digress here. Um, it's just a quick, simple, easy, cheap way of improving their diet and overall well-being. So, um, so there you go. That's the uh, tip of the week. Uh, my guest is me today. <laughs> I can talk. Don't worry. I'm good. I am well prepared. I always have lots to talk about. Um, I read all week. I research all week. I've always been this 
I'm, I've always been a bit of a news junkie anyway, so I do enjoy reading. I generally um, get online in the evening to start reading blogs and new research that's coming out and that kind of thing. And I've been on that hyperdrive with this Ebola thing. I've read more research papers. Who chooses to do that? <laughs> it's, it's one of those, I just, I just can't take things on face value. You know, I'm like, I better check that out. Uh, uh, Jim laughs. He always goes, oh, have you researched that? I'm like, I have. So, but I think that's important. But in particular, I wanted to... Um, give you some information and it's not a great deal of information even though a lot was written about it basically the the summary is quite simple but um with this ebola um outbreak which should never have happened in the first place but now it's here and we have to somewhat try and try and you know say wade our way through information and um i think what really really sparked a lot a, a lot of conversation online was the ebola patient in spain and they just just went and euthanized her dog the dog wasn't sick it wasn't showing symptoms of anything people were then were thinking oh my gosh can you get it from dogs can you give it to dogs for me quite outrageous i think a very rash decision happened too quickly without any uh, real research into it and a, probably just a panic decision but i felt terrible for the lady over in spain um, in that situation so um, and there's been a different situation here with the nurse who has the cocker spaniel uh, they've actually taken the dog into quarantine I saw some pictures of the, the guys in hazmat suits playing with the dog um, but um, she will get her dog back by the sounds of it so um, I did a little bit of digging online I went to the CDC but you've got to look beyond that as well you have to look at research also it's really really important and um, basically here's the update can pets get Ebola um, the CDC reports at this time uh, there have been no reports of dogs or cats becoming sick with Ebola or being able to spread it um, to other people or other animals. Um, even in areas in Africa where Ebola is, is clearly present, there have been no reports of dogs or cats becoming sick with it. Um, there is limited evidence that dogs become infected with the virus, but there is no evidence uh, that they... Mm, there's limited evidence that dogs become infected, but there's no evidence that they develop the disease. Hmm, that's a little bit confusing, isn't it? Uh, the only scientific study to date on, on dogs was conducted by a French research team in 2005. They found that dogs near the Gabon outbreak had antibodies to Ebola, indicating some form of infection and exposure. These dogs had, had likely been scavenging on human and animal carcasses infected with Ebola. So what that's telling me is they don't, they, they're not sure if it really passes from, from person to animal or animal to animal, but if an animal eats something that's infected, whether it's a person who's died or an, an, another animal that, ha uh, that has it, which, we, which then leads into what other animals got it then for them to eat it. I know bats um, have been known to carry Ebola, so... You know, I don't know if dogs, wild dogs eat bats. I'm not quite sure. But um, I, I don't think we have to worry about that aspect um, in the United States. But we still don't know if it can pass from human to animal. Um, the truth is, it's very little known about this. And um, uh, it says it's very important that, that they study pets potentially infected with Ebola to better understand the risk. Uh, yeah. I think so. That's really important. And um, but it said, you know, are dogs and cats at risk in the U.S. or outside of Africa? I said probably not. So again, lots of unknowns. Um, they 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 say the rate is very low. Keep in mind that a dog or cat must come into direct contact with the virus through an infected person's body or bodily fluids. Even in Africa, scientists haven't observed sick dogs with Ebola. 
But if it did, how easy would that be? I mean, I kiss my dog on dogs on the lips, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like a million times a day. So that's something you've really got to think about. Uh, then he says, can I get Ebola from my dog or cat? What will happen if other uh, patient, if, no, if other, another patient has pets? Um, highly unlikely based on what we've learned over the past 38 years. We have yet to verify any dogs or cats becoming sick. It's kind of a repetition that they have on their website. And um, the CDC uh, recommends... Uh, news recommends includes a case-by-case evaluation of pets exposed to Ebola patients stating public health officials in collaboration with a veterinarian evaluate the pet's risks of exposure to the virus close contact or exposure to body fluids uh, blood of uh, an Ebola patient based on the evaluation as well as the specific situation local and state human and animal health officials determine how the pet should be handled here's the thing how determined you would be basically figuring it out if it happened, you know, I mean, we don't have any vet with experience of a pet with Ebola, you know, so what, so what are they going to come up with? You know, that's kind of, I think that's kind of the scary thing. I think that's a scary thing for here through just the medical uh, profession here. We don't have Ebola, so you can't go from past experience, you know, so um, yeah, that's a little bit scary. So um, gosh, I mean, what's your advice on this? I mean, really, if you don't have to travel with your pets, don't travel with your pets. I mean, <laughs> Gosh, that's a, it's a hard one. It's a really, really hard one. Um, so it says, basically, if the person's infected with Ebola, any pet should be consider, considered potentially infectious and handled using current infection control protocol, protocols, which I could not find. So I can't even tell you what they are. Uh, we don't know if Ebola contaminated body fluids or, or blood on a pet's fur or body can spread the virus to humans. The virus is only able to live for a few hours outside the body, so the risk would be minimal. But we're kind of reading something different now that it can live for a lot longer than a few hours. So... I guess it's, this is a matter of keeping on top of things, I, I would suggest. And, um, wow. Yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of other repetition. It's exactly the same thing. Like, should I be worried? I think anyone should be worried, concerned, um, informed, and somewhat prepared if there's anything you can do to be prepared. It's all well and good saying don't be worried or, you know, take it lightly. I don't think anyone should take anything lightly like this. You know, I got exposed to TB when I worked on cruise ships. And... Um, it's serious. TB serious, <laughs> you know, and it's airborne. And that's how I was exposed to it. And the only way I found out was I was going through my medical to become a green card holder after I married my husband. And um, when they did the TB test on your arm and if it comes over a certain size, the reaction, then you've been exposed to it or you've got it. Yeah. And they said, oh, you've been exposed to it. Where have you been? I said, oh, I worked on cruise ships. Oh, yeah, it's common. And when I think about it. I had quite a few uh, uh, cabin mates, well, not cabin mates, but, you know, um, people I worked with on the ship who were on preventative medicine for TB. <laughs> so it didn't develop. They'd been exposed and it didn't develop. And that's exactly what I got placed on, which was a preventative uh, medication for six months straight. I had to be taken at the same time every day, no matter where I was. If I flew to England, I'd figure out what the time was. Um, and I can never have that TB test again because it can kill me. So I can only have chest x-rays. Now, had I not gone for that test, it could have quite easily developed into TB. So I think you do have to be concerned. And uh, I, I guess the only thing you can do right now for yourself and your pets is if you don't have to travel, probably don't travel, you know. Take extra precautions, wash your hands a lot, 
really, really important. And as I said, fruit bats are believed to be the natural car- carriers of the Ebola virus and uh, certainly pose a risk to humans. Uh, primates, especially gorillas, monkeys and chimpanzees, have been associated with Ebola also. Antelopes, porcupines found in West Africa can carry the virus. Dogs and cats are not currently considered carriers uh, capable of transmitting Ebola. So uh, that's kind of, I say, it's, there's a lot of, it's a lot of text with not a lot of uh, answers, you know. So um, I think a matter of this is, um, I w- you know what I would do? I would um, follow a couple of the veterinarian blogs, the prominent ones like uh, uh, Dr. Becker and, and some of those, and it, because they're putting out this information as they try and, you know, put it together. But um, kind of scary, isn't it, you know? Um, when there are so many unknowns. So that is the current CDC stance on Ebola with pets. So uh, there you go on that one. So let's move over to, I had some other news. Oh yeah, Halloween. I want to give you an update on Halloween. I don't know exactly how much money was raised, but it was a really, really fun day. And I want to thank, first of all, Robin Welter of Noof and Hound dot com blog uh, for coming out and actually uh, shooting the entire event i've seen some of the photographs they're spectacular that is the funniest photo of a little dog dressed as a devil a little wiener dog dressed as a devil in the races running down the track and it's hysterical and there's another one of um, monty and he's a wirehead dachshund and he's running and his tongue's hanging out six inches to the side. I mean, just really, really fun. Lovely vibe. Big thank you to Will Edwards of the Will Edwards Show for hosting the day. I think I had more comments about Will than anything else. Just he was so much fun. He was really, really funny. Um, he made it just uh, just a really happy, fun time. So, And you know what? Will felt the same way. He said uh, everyone that came to the event, he said it was one of the nicest events he's ever been a part of. So, yeah, it was a great day and hopefully we'll get an update on money. So uh, and that money goes to uh, saving more lives of um, of dachshunds. Uh, our eat, sleep, bark, repeat shirt is out, but it's not on the website. Oh, I tried to get it on on Monday, but I just got so busy this week. I will have uh, the t-shirts, the tank tops, the long sleeve t-shirts on our website by the end of this weekend. It's a promise. And uh, I sold quite a few of them at uh, Halloween. And so um, if you want one, and it's not on the site yet. You can always message me and ask me to reserve you one. And, uh, and then we'll go from there to make sure you get one. So that was my update on, um, on T-shirts. And the Halloween update, we've got that one. Now there's a brand new community that's popped up online. If you remember a few weeks ago, I had Margot Alquist on the show. And she, um, is, uh, she has the podcast Pause to Talk. And uh, she has launched a community for pets and pet owners. And it's called Pummunity. Pummunity. <laughs> Isn't that cute? That's P-A-W-M-M-U-N-I-T dot com. Pummunity. She just launched it on Wednesday. I so wish I could have been online because she was doing giveaways like crazy for the launch of it. Uh, but I've been, I've had a busy week and I'll tell you about it before the show finishes. But uh, she... Um, she was really inspired because after nine months of, of adopting uh, one of her dogs, Toby, and she completely got him all fixed up, healthy, and reduced his separation anxiety and, and really, really worked with him. But she said, however, I often feel that, think about my days as a full-on dog parent. It's because of those times that the idea of poor immunity was sparked. I could have used a place where, where just where dog parents gathered to relieve stress 
and worry during those frightening times, you know, when you've got a dog that's not well or suffering some, some behavioral issues, just to feel like you're not, not alone and, you know, relate and get adv- advice. And so she said, now that Toby's thriving, she finds herself wanting to share the good part about being a dog mom in a place where others will get it and not judge. It is for those uh, reasons that it's become her mission to bring to life a vital online community where dog parents can seek help, celebrate, learn, and bond while ex- accessing a collection of benefits that can't be found anywhere else on the web. And that is Margot Alquist. So uh, you do need to sign up, and it's pawmunity.com, P-A-W-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y.com. And I just thought it was a great extension to everything else that she's doing. Um, she also came out with the Pause By Your Side kit, which was for grieving pet parents who'd lost a pet. And it's a 21-day guided uh, program to help you get back on track with you know with your life through grief and it comes with this lovely um copper bracelet that has healing benefits and it comes with a tag and uh, i just thought it was a great package so this is just a wonderful addition to everything else that she's doing so congratulations uh margo on that that's poormunity.com and we've done our ebola update as i'll keep on this because uh it's just scary (laughs) and uh we all need to be informed just a shame that it even got here in the first place that we even have to deal with it um let's take one more break you look confused chris are we good <laughs> maybe i'll give you a little bit of notice <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back after we listen to some words from our wonderful sponsors and you'll listen to vegas rock dog radio with me sam your host the queen of rock and roll dogs we'll be right back Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hey there, pet parents. This is Christy Vaughn, host of The Doggy Dish. Do you love your furry companion? Do you love making him or her healthy treats but can't seem to find the time? Great news. The Doggy Dish is the perfect show for you. Every episode is chock full of healthy and easy recipes that are made with ingredients you most likely have on hand. Tune into The Doggy Dish for yummy and healthy recipes for your canine kids. Every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. This is Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. Now let's bring back the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, 
Okay, and we're back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And just before the break, I was giving everyone an update on Ebola with pets. Not very helpful, in all honesty. Um, basically, what they're saying is it's kind of unknown. They've not really come across any cases of dogs with um, or cats with Ebola in other countries, although the possibility of them eating um, a dead animal that has it which then tells you that other animals can get it, you know. Fruit bats definitely carry it. Or coming in contact or eating, you would have to eat a dead person, basically, or eat their blood, or lick their blood to actually get it. So um, not a lot of, pro- they said there's some protocols, but I could never, I can't find anywhere on, on the CDC website what the actual protocols are. So otherwise I would tell you, um, but I couldn't find them not for pets and not for humans. So um, I'm on top of this. I've been I've been reading on uh, about this for oh, every day. And my husband always says, "What's the update on Ebola?" <laughs> but uh, I've looked at a lot of research, a lot of research. I found some research in Canada that said that they they think it's airborne between pigs. From from research that they did, they put a pigs in one pen, I think monkeys in another pen, no contact with each other, but they did pass the virus. And then a couple of days after I read that on their website, it disappeared. So. That's kind of interesting, but that was some research that came out of Canada. But we'll try and keep on top of that for our pet lovers, and because uh, they you don't need to travel with your pets right now, I wouldn't bother. Um, it's it's one way to not be in the area, isn't it? <laughs> but um, let's move on. I want to uh, tell you about a giveaway we're going to be doing, and we're going to be hosting this giveaway with Rocking for Rescues with my lovely friend Pam. Her website is rockingforrescues.com and what we're going to be giving away is what she calls like the ultimate swag bag and it's going to have one of the t-shirts in it it's going to have uh, a koozie in it you know for your drink if you're english i never knew what a koozie was either it's like a neoprene little holder that keeps your drinks cold you put your can in it or your bottle of pop and um there's a magnet in there i think there's a sticker in there i think there's a bracelet in there one of those fabulous silicone bracelets uh made in the usa by the way i have to tell you that but it's, it's this great ultimate swag bag i think there's a tote bag comes along with it and so we'll have that on our blog um in this next week coming and uh, we'll make sure you all know about that through posting through our social media and uh, if you've got the time today go on facebook and find her page rocking for rescues and give it a like so you can also be updated too um every product that she sells money goes to rescue every product so um and the stuff's great you would really really like it so that is rocking for rescues with my pam my friend pam and uh it's going to be a great giveaway so Recently, I was asked to be a guest blogger, which was very, I felt was very honored to be a guest blogger on um, Fidos of Reality. Fidosofreality.com is the blog address, and uh, Carol Bryant is the creator uh, and brains and the humor behind the blog and her dog Dexter. And um, so she asked me if I would do a guest blog on how to find your lost dog. And I always seem to be involved in picking up a lost dog <laughs> but I do the same kind of steps when I find a dog so this applies to finding a dog this applies to losing a dog and uh, here are 12 ways there's more than 12 of course but these these are 12 12 steps that you can do very very easily if you ever find yourself in the situation of having a lost dog and here are my top rocking tips as she likes to say of re- reuniting you and Rover together Facebook 
it's like a love-hate relationship, but this is where Facebook is great. Start by creating a page for a lost dog immediately, whether you've, you lost a dog or you found a dog, because that's now your hub for everybody to visit instead of going, oh, so-and-so posted something, I can't find the post, or she shared it, or you know what? Put a page together immediately if you already don't have one for your dog anyway, which most people do these days. And uh, it gives you a central location for people to communicate with you and with the people trying to help you as well. So people can go, oh, I've got a little bit of information. I go right back to that page. Really, really important. Uh, post regularly so that your dog's photograph can be seen uh, to as, by as many people as possible. Because as you know, Facebook doesn't allow everyone to see your posts. So keep posting, tag it, you know, uh, put links on there, whatever you can, but do it regularly so people get to see this. Really, really, really important. Uh, that tagging option is really good too. Uh, tag as many people as you know that will, that will share it. And remember, tagging automatically puts your dog's picture straight onto their um, timeline. So even more people are going to see it. And remember, make each post public. So check your privacy settings. Make sure it's public so they can be shared beyond your friends and family. Really, really important. On that photograph, um, actually, I'm going to come back to the photograph. So, you know, now you're going to go over to Twitter and you're going to go to Google Plus and you're going to go to your Instagram account and you're going to deploy your dog's photograph to every social media platform that is available to you. Uh, recruit your friends to further spread the dog's information and um, include hashtags, really important, and have a common thread that runs through all your communication. For example, lost dog, uh, Vegas, urgent, call to action. Craigslist, another love-hate, but you know what? Uh, a lot of people do post a lost dog or a found dog on there and uh, you have to continually post their information because your post starts making its way down the page and starts to disappear so uh, make sure you update add a photograph all your contact information and um, that's another area where you can um, you know you can find but you need to still actually go on there and check other people's posts and search to see if they found your dog uh, stream streamline your social media outreach which means basically do it through one app so instead of going to Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and constantly posting, what you need to do is download Hootsuite. It's a great app. And from there, you're going to uh, link all of your other social media uh, platforms into this one app. And then you're going to write one post and, and then you deploy it to all of these areas. You can pre-schedule. So this is going to save you a lot of time and constantly have information going out. Really important. Uh, make sure you keep checking back though on your social media for anyone that replies or asks information or help, is helping you out. Photographs. You should have a current clear front-facing photograph of your dog at all times. Most people do on their phone. Probably a hundred of them. Uh, this photograph needs to include you and your dog's information. Not just your dogs, but you, how they get hold of you. Um, I'm loving this uh, app called Pose a Pet. Um, you press a little thing and a squeaky sound happens. You know, if you find a dog and it, instantly the dog looks at the camera, front facing, boom, you've got a great picture. Add all the information in, deploy it from there. Um, I, I really love that. And you know what? If you, you can actually upload a picture and create a flyer for a lost dog. Really, really important. And... Um, Although this is geared towards rescue dogs, really, the app, in all honesty, it works perfectly for a lost dog or a found dog. And opt to create the flyer. And that's your option. You need to click and add your contact information in the description of your dog. Uh, you can also download the PIP, PIP, Facial Recognition app, just like we have for 
for humans, there's now a recognition app for your pet's face. Um, have that anyway. Don't wait for your dog to get lost. But again, another great, fantastic resource to actually get the information out. And, you know, some people say, is this the dog? And they post a picture and it's not. This app will be able to recognize if it's your dog or not. Use some local pet resources. Pay a visit to your local pet magazine's website. They're usually stacked with a, a list of vets, groomers, shelters. And you can contact all of these people and send them your information about your lost pet. Animal control, of course, same thing. Upload your information there too. And uh, if you go to... Uh, certain parks regularly go and find the park keeper i'm friends with my park keeper and usually they know of any dogs that are running around trust me on that flyers print them place them in the following places your front garden important on a sign community gate dog park bulletin board um the window of your vehicle groomers coffee shops gas stations grocery store veterinarians pets it's a pet store pet office i mean it just goes on and on and on but as many places as you possibly can and uh, that's going to be very very helpful to you just a good old-fashioned way of getting a flyer up there uh, prevent your dog from getting lost is the first step really you know when you come to these situations and um, the, as simple as these actions items are they are crucial to preventing your dog from going missing and increasing your chances of a reunion the minute your dog becomes part of your family you should get a hand get a tag made create a facebook page place a chip in your dog take a photo uh, use an app to type your dog's info directly onto the photograph uh, secure your home and garden making escape a lot more difficult use a seatbelt in your car for your dog in case of an accident because that's how they run off uh, many pets are thrown from vehicles and run away invest a small amount in the uh, pip facial recognition app and just as you would change the batteries in your smoke alarms once a year make sure you update your dog's information yearly from the initial setup use your dog's birthday as a reminder date to do this and it will be the biggest birthday gift you could ever give them is to keep them safe and prevent them running off so um, i'm going to put that blog post up on that lots of really really good information and there's a little story on there how i applied all of these steps and uh, reunited a dog back with its owner at the very end of the blog so pre prevention and then some steps that you can actually take should you find yourself in that situation or you can share it with a friend who needs it uh there's an event happening today shakespeare's pub and grill one o'clock to 11 p.m and it's an all-ages event on the patio it's a great place to enjoy the weather with your favorite beer and your favorite pooch uh, so you definitely can bring your dog they're going to give out dog treats kid treats and adult treats and they said who needs a pumpkin spice latte when you can have a pumpkin spice beer uh, i might have to agree on that <laughs> uh, dog of the week it's actually two little brothers gus and charlie they're terrier mixers they're about six and a half years old they're 10 pounds they're adorable they're matching uh, they have always lived together and love to play with each other their mama's health was not good and she could no longer care for them and these sweet boys are now residing at foopy for foreclosed upon pets and that's where you can find them they're adorable big big thank you to our sponsors who make the show happen every single week and next week on the show i've got another brick coming in and her name's sam as well she's a good friend of mine she is with the las vegas boxer rescue we're going to talk about rescue and the event they've got coming up and remember you can help a pet in need, either rescue, adopt, donate, share, or volunteer your time. Res rescue your next family member, replace the workshop with adopt, and always be kind to all animals. Um, I want to thank Chris for being here. I love that. <laughs> and um, take a moment to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and all that good stuff. And if you have the means, please make a small donation to a rescue. You know that your money will go to saving lives. And I want to thank the listeners for being a big part of the show every single week. And today, you know you've been listening to Vigas Rock Dog Radio. Where it's all about pets, people, and pop culture. And I am your host every week, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Remember, kiss your pets. Good morning. 
and good night have a great weekend and we'll see you next week thanks for listening in let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com